the name's host, co-host, because we're talking movies, we're talking Argyle, starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, and Brian Cranston, written by Jason, I'm going to guess it's Fuchs, and directed by Matthew Vaughn. Chris, I don't have a quote, I just have a question. When are we going to do the whirly word on the dance floor? (laughs) Well, I do have a quote, and it's... Cat ladies always die alone, and cats figure it out. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, We're going to be talking about a very, very expensive, flaming piece of dog shit, otherwise known as Argyle, from Apple Studios and Universal. Scott! Why don't you get out your shovel and take us away? Uh, the funny part is doing this with you for so long. I already knew where you were going to go with this review. Oh, really? So, so yeah. So Is it because you watched it and you go, Chris has such an elevated taste for cinema that he no. is going to see <laughs> no. through no. these <laughs> jumbo plot holes? No. Uh, but here, here, here's the thing. Um... So, are there issues with this movie? I'd be lying if I didn't say yes. You would also be stupid. You would also be stupid. (laughs) But does it accomplish what it was set out to do? And I'm going to say yeah, because it was made and it was 100% presented as a popcorn movie. And that's what this is. Uh, If I had to take... Yeah, like um, popcorn on the bottom of my fucking shoe at the movie theater. Oh my god. Okay, this is going to be a fucking fiery fucking spicy show. (laughs) Okay. So if I had to take a guess, when Mr. I'm going to, again, assumed his name's Fox, uh, wrote it, he reverse engineered the script. So he had all the action beats planned, and then he just put tiny little bits of story to kind of meld the action together. And and that that's why I'm guessing you're talking about, you know, like, there isn't much of a story. But if you're talking about Apple Studios and, and um, you know, losing money, like, this is par for the course. Their last three films have done the exact same thing this this did. And you've been, uh, well, for one out of the three, you were like sucking off like it was a Saturday night because Killers of the Flower Moon cost the same amount. Napoleon cost the same amount. This movie, they're all $200 million production budgets and they all have not made a profit. Okay, so. First off, Killers of the Flower Moon made $157 million. So much closer than the $77 million that this made. Wait, so, wait, but that's its whole box office, right? This has only been for three weeks. Sure. Okay, that's fine. It's not good. It, I don't see this going fucking much further. It's got a 77... It had co- they've made $77 million. It cost $200 million. Again, this number... Seems to either be the purchase price, purchase price and production. I can't seem to unlock the number. But $200 million spent on this film before marketing seems to be agreed upon. Plus, both Universal and Apple dropped another $80 million. So we're at $280 million on this. You know what it's not doing? Killers of the Flower Wound. Going to Baptist. Going to Oscars. Winning awards. Fucking 
an important piece of cinema by a very prestigious director. So if you lose some money on that, you can go, yeah, but you know, I've contributed to great film through the world. And again, those accolades are going to be important. Look at the A-list actors that are in that film. This also has a bunch of great actors. Just an awful, this is a fucking awful movie. Okay. I wouldn't even recommend watching this when it comes out on fucking streaming. This film had no business being two hours and 20 minutes long. When I sat down in the theater and then I like actually checked what the running time was supposed to be. I was like, are you fucking serious? 90 minutes. Top. Fucking top. I was begging the movie to fucking end. And that included (laughs) a small nap that I had at some point during the film and still did not lose my place in the just like train wreck of a fucking script. Like, at like... (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah I, I, i'm gonna agree i think most problem with this movie is the script yeah that's right? usually the problem and with most films is they start with bad scripts now um whatchamacallit um but i do think it see like like i was saying like it's a popcorn movie so i enjoyed it for that right like i wasn't I didn't go in thinking that it was the um, going to blow my fucking mind and, you know, rewrite stuff. Like, I like Matthew Vaughn. I like his films, right? And his films recently have all been what shit. this is. <laughs> no, I, I would just say, like, like... extremely, extre- I would say extremely they are entertaining action sequences to a pretty sick, like soundtrack. I don't know. I would argue that his last great action movie, in my opinion, was kick-ass. I, I've not enjoyed the Kingsman series. I thought they just got significantly worse as they went on. Oh, as well. But what about the first one? Layer cake? No, no. I mean, the first Kingsman. Oh, um, I can't remember. I just know that the last one I watched, which is, I think the Kingsman was stupid and fucking silly. Like, Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you like Matthew Vaughn. Okay, that's fine. You're allowed to like popcorn movies. That's cool. That's cool. Right. Um, but that's the thing. I think it was more, this was 100% just reverse engineered, right? But he just did, did you not, st- hold on, hold on. Did you not just find it was just like stupid at points? Like not even like jokingly, you know, humorous. Like that fucking firefight dance scene. It made me want to vomit in my fucking hat. I was like, oh, when they're doing, oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like who looks at the script and then directs that piece of action, that set piece and goes, my fucking work is done here. Like I would be fucking embarrassed to put that shit out, man. You're talking about the, uh, there's only one big gunfight with the smoke and the rainbows and all that shit. But I think that like, at the beginning, I was okay with it, but the editing is what lost me on it. Because, you know, they have... Because you're seeing it through Predator, Heat Vision, and you're seeing it in real life, like through their POV. And when you're when you're watching their POV, you're watching them do, like, the Whirly Bird, where that was their origin. That's where the fucking Whirly Bird came from. But then when it edits back to um the next scene which edits back to predator vision they're just standing beside each other twirling around i love how that was the part that got you not just like the entire action sequence that was 
childish and like i said silly and stupid yeah you're like wow i I just didn't like the fucking editing choice that's his whole that's vaughn's whole uh, motif now is like an over choreographed action sequence to a soundtrack and that's what that was but it wasn't good and it was foolish again it's one thing to have like super dope you know ready steady go boo 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 collateral style fucking action sequence with a dope track like i am not complaining about this I was watching this and I felt embarrassed for everybody fucking participating in that scene, watching it like that. That was what it it felt to me. Well, for me, it was the first action scene. That's the one that I'm like, come on. When he, uh, you know, when hey, and in the trailer, hold on, I'm just gonna cut you off for a sec. In the trailer, aren't they playing like Let's Dance or something like that? Yeah, they don't actually use Let's Dance. Let's Let's Dance in the film, did they? Uh, not that I remember. Sort no. of like also, uh, I think they use an Elvis track in the in the trailer that also doesn't appear in the film. Well, I don't know that. I just know the Lust Dance one because that's when it's uh, Dua Lipa and Henry Cavill, right? Yeah, and Dua like Lipa did do, uh, I think she did the opening music and some other scoring throughout the film. I actually had to look up who the fuck Dua Lipa was. Like, I was like, I don't know who this person is. How do you but, not know one of the most famous pop stars? Because I'm a 40-some-odd-year-old white dude that doesn't listen to a lot of pop. Yeah, music. so why. you're 100% her clientele. Like, don't you wish you had me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot? Is that is that me? who sings that song? No, that's a fucking pussycat, though. Well, that's Fuck what I'm talking you. about. Like I, like, I don't know this stuff. Anyway, the only good thing yeah. about this film is fucking Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I would say he he stole it, for sure. Um... Yeah, like, if you're going in, like, they give away, well, like, the trailer is the whole, here's the real fucking Agent Argyle. If you couldn't figure out in the first 25 minutes who the first, the real Agent Argyle was, right? Like, mm. it, it was very, like, very bad foreshadowing. Um, and that's what I'm thinking, like, is the problem. It's all in, to me, it's all in the script was the problem yes but let's talk about these problems so plot twists are only good if you actually think a story is going one way it gets moved and then you either realize you already had a certain amount of information or you get a bunch of other information that shows oh my god like that's that's crazy like i can't believe that character was actually the bad person or whatever this is just like cliche plot twist cliche plot twist cliche they just jam them in there to the point that anytime like you think a plot twist is coming, you're like, is it going to be this person's also a double agent? Like, it just got repetitive. Also, and I do understand, like at the very end, like you, you are. It, it, it is explained to you why she keeps seeing the Henry Cavill character. But even those devices that were like they're clever for short periods of time, they go on way too long. Like, there's just some of this. Like I said, the set pieces or the devices used. Uh, for na- na- uh, like narrative, they might work for like a second or two, but he'll fucking play this shit out for like two and a half minutes, and you're just like, yeah, this like is you fucking can't... silly, man. That, that, that's that, that's what I, I kind of agree with you with because if you look at just that that example you used, right, like the seeing Henry Cavill kind of thing, um, they don't even follow follow the same beats. Right? Like, how is it she sees Sam Rockwell as as Cavill? And then 
you know she sees herself as Cavill as well. And then after an hour, it goes to fucking herself, Mm. right? Like, okay, you got to kind of maintain that thing, right? Like, it would have been better. And do you want to do spoilers? Not want to do spoilers? Listen, I'm not even suggesting people watch this fucking movie. And the spoilers, you can basically start seeing a mile away. Yeah, so... Here, so listen, here, if you're worried about spoilers, stop listening to this, go watch this shitty movie, then come back and listen to the rest of the show and find out why you were not supposed to watch this fucking movie. And three, two, now it's your fucking problem. Okay, Scott, go ahead. Yeah, like, if they did... You know when they were doing the whole you gotta do a head smash and it's just, like, the twist? Yeah. If she had the little blackout there and then him coming back and be like, hey, hey, you know... And then you you realize after the fact she's the one that did everything. That would have been way better than her just standing there the whole fucking time, and then him getting like berating her and being like, "You can't even do one twist, mm-hmm. right?" Because to me, that like where you are in that story, where she's technically you know just a novelist, a writer who used to be a waitress, to to make somebody like a. A civilian to be like, I want you to start stomping on people's fucking skulls and smashing them is a little overboard, I think, in terms of, um, you know, like what an expectation of that character should should be. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right? Agree? Disagree? No. I, again, like, there's a lot. So listen. So my one of my quotes. I have another one. I'm going to use at the end of the show. Uh, James Bernadelli, which we've talked about before. He's from Real Views. Uh, he refers to the film as overlong, tedious, bursting with idiot plot con- uh, uh There are obvious story holes so big that a 747 flown by a chimpanzee could make it through. I'm like, I, I fucking agree. There's actually the plot holes are so big. It's actually hard to remember because the story itself is so broken up that I'm trying to remember like what were the big ones that really stood out for me. But it's sort With of like stuff like, inter- huh? Like in terms of the plot twists, or just the like this, the yeah, the story, holes? the story itself, like uh, kind of what you're talking about, though, where it's like, well, that character knows something about this character, but then is expecting like different stuff from this character than what he would ex- obviously expect. I mean, even just like the fact that I know they're saying like the memory came back, but they're trying to kind of do the born, uh, born identity thing, where it's like I don't remember, but like I've got these lightning fast reflexes. It's like, okay, so. You didn't have any of that shit when people were shooting at you and stuff, but now all of a sudden you Or in the subway, right? Yeah. Or the train, whatever it was, right? And also, like, listen, I get it. Like, even if you did have all this, like, elite combat training, in Born Identity, it's like a, it's a very, like, he's in the ocean, and he, like, he was just sent on a mission. So he's fit, he's trained, all that. In this, it's been five fucking years of this chick, like, drinking lattes and fucking hanging out. But he, she can supposedly like physically take on uh, the like Rockwell's character, who's like like still operational. And I don't mean when he decides to stop like fighting her, but he still should be able to like whoop her fucking ass because she's just like a chick that's been out of the game for five years. It's anyway fucking nonsense. The well, movie's too he, long. He say the dialogue is an, shit. An huh? agent, yeah. But yeah, like I think the. Um... In terms of your holes, like the double plot twist of who's the parents, who's not the parents, like that was fucking redundant. Like, yeah, you didn't really need that at all, right? Because to me, it would have been way more interesting if they actually were her parents. 
And they were what? Just, spies trying to kill her? Like what? What the fuck? Well, well, yeah. Just just to me, like why why build that um that that relationship, right? In Act One, if you're gonna blow it apart in Act Two, mm-hmm. right? Like, because to me, like I like the whole like if Catherine O'Hara went on like half that mission come act two because why would she be um surprised when cranston drops his facade right because then they both look at each other she's surprised and then all of a sudden she goes into the english accent with the gun Mm -hmm. which what was the point of that look well and what's the point of constant constantly like flipping everything around like have, write out your story, have a couple cut plot twists, and then just do that really well. It, again, this thing seemed to be like, ha ha, you're never going to know like what that you're on sinky sand. And it's just, like I said, I was, I was angry that I, like, one thing I'd say to people out there listening, you may think it's super awesome to like watch movies and do a fucking podcast, but sometimes you got to go watch a movie like this and it's just fucking grating on your nerves and it feels like time you're never going to get back. And I'm an old man. Like, I, I need that fucking time. And it got wasted. Listen, it got wasted on an awful film. I would say if you had to um, visualize what it was like watching this movie, mm. um, I would say this movie does an amazing job encompassing it. Because just imagine you're fucking Samuel Jackson staring at the screen, watching the download stuff go, and then it just pause, and you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, right. That's how I felt like, when I, I'm like, "Can this movie just end?" And then it's like, "Nope." A little bit more, just a couple more fingers. We're almost there on your proctology exam. Sorry, I forgot the fucking lubricant. But yeah, because that's what it is. It's like, it would get going. You're like, okay, maybe I'll go with this. And then it was just like stopped. And you're like, it just drops. And you're like, fuck. I don't know, man. It picks up again. I think anytime you like, so look at this cast. You got uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, which I, this is going to sound stupid. Guess who her dad is? Ron fucking Howard. <laughs> it just was like, okay, Nepo baby, fantastic. All her first acting credits in daddy's fucking movies. Anyway, she does actually a decent job. I mean, she was in The Help. She's in all the Jurassic World movies. Yada, yada, yada. She's fine. Uh, Sam Rockwell is fucking fantastic. You got Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hare, who's, you know, Canadian. SCTV, Beetlejuice, Home Alone, obviously. Shit's Creek. Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa, Ariana DeVos, John Cena, Samuel I almost feel like as soon as you start seeing these like big casts, it's like a danger, Will Robinson, danger. Like you're probably walking into a garbage film <laughs> because like I, I, you often see these stacked crews, not always, but it is often, you know, I bet you've got like 50, 50 odds that you are going to be seeing a shit, shit, shit piece of fucking cinema. But listen, you're not talking about who the real star of this movie is. Don't say that fucking stupid cat, not the cat. I'm just going to say it's it's definitely the Apple product placement because they were done very well. Oh, All I didn't the... even notice. So maybe they weren't done that well. How, how did you not? Every computer everywhere. So the secret organization only uses Apple Macs. No, I mean, I think uh, every evil organization just uses Apple because it's a fucking evil corporation. Although, hey, Apple, if you're uh, if you're listening, which you probably are because we're on Apple Podcasts, and while you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a comment so that we can get on Rotten Tomatoes. Just a little heads up there. Uh, if you're throwing around 200 fucking million dollars for fucking shitty scripts, 
I got I got some fucking not bad half written scripts upstairs. I'll make you a fucking sweetheart deal. 75 million, you can have a lot of them, okay? You come on down, we'll wheel, we'll fucking deal, get you fucking sorted out. Anyway, just wanted to make sure you, they were aware of that. Um, yeah, man, I don't have really much more to fucking say about this. Do not, just seriously, do, do not go, do not, do not, do not go to the movie theater to watch this movie. If you are going to subject yourself to it, wait till it comes out. I think it comes out on Apple Plus in what, April or something? Uh, that much, I, I don't know. Uh, but, but so you're not excited for the prequel or the sequel? Okay, so I thought after watching this, I walk out of there, I'm like, yeah, those aren't fucking happening. But the director in February, like this month, so I don't know if it's been since, like, since it's really come out, they're already like, yep, we're getting ready for the prequel. They're starting their casting, all that. If I would, I don't know, I don't know, Scott, even with Apple money, would you still be going forward with this? Yeah, because it's Apple money. Well, and that two hundred million, you gotta remember, and that Apple, hold on, and that that two hundred million might have bought the rights to everything, so they might be yeah. able to just bang out the other two for like forty million a piece or some shit, and they're bingo bango. They've got content, right? So that we like well, we don't know the we don't know the structure of that. Uh, yeah, because if you think like the the end credit. Oh man, the whole tied. tying into the Kingsman. I fucking hate this. That, like but, everything's got to have a fucking universe. Like the, the Kingsman is an intellectual property, and I know that's a Miller verse, and I know Netflix paid a sweet fucking penny for the Miller verse rights. So mm. I don't know if Kingsman was a part of it or not. I'm gonna assume not if it's tied in with this. But yeah, if Apple's like, hey, we'll we'll make this movie, but you know, we now own the rights to Kingsman. I can I can see that for sure because you uh, like out of all the streaming services, like Apple is the one with the limited amount, right? Compared to Netflix, compared to Prime. Yeah, that's because Apple's a three trillion dollar company. They could give a fuck. <laughs> you know, right, what I mean? but it's still something they like. Obviously, you know, their last three movies they invested six hundred million. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think they're still there. Like, I think in total, it was like 1.3 or 1.4 because they're still like uh Channing Tatum movie that's supposed to be coming out. There's a George Clooney, Brad Pitt movie that's still uh coming out that was a part of this, this production, uh, like in terms of spending. And there's still the um, the uh, brad pitt fucking formula one movie too because mm. they have two brad pitt movies still that was the, all, that listen, they threw the, all this in money the time into. it takes people to listen to this podcast they will make that money back <laughs> like so oh, yeah just they, they don't give a shit phones, right um yeah so do you so i don't know may, maybe these prequels will happen because they already own the rights i i'm definitely not at all interested in seeing them uh like i said this thing's got a 33 percent from the critics on the rotten tomatoes 72 from the audience what fucking audience i was like all this proves is that people are stupid who the fuck watched this movie and was still willing to give it a good enough rating to go on to uh, on to rotten tomatoes and be like i fucking like this movie idiots but, world is full of fucking idiots wait what were the critics 33 critics were 33 and audience was yeah so i told you 100 percent. it's a popcorn movie it did what it was supposed to do uh, and like this isn't okay. a movie. This isn't a movie to look at with a critical eye. 
Okay, listen, I'm, is... I don't want to turn this into, like, drag this out too much more. But So an example of a film that I think is doing parody really well, Hot Fuzz. Fantastic movie. Loved by everybody. Critics. Loved by audience. Uh, uh, to your point, had a better script. But, like, there's a way to do... That was the other thing, I, point I wanted to bring up. This, at points, felt like it was trying to do parody, but it was taking itself too serious. And so, like, it wasn't funny enough, nor serious enough. And, like, what they could have done is have the parody in the, like, the novel, the novelization or the meta component. Um, yeah, the, the thing just falls, falls apart. If you want kind of like a, like I said, a, a meta version, just go watch. I know it's about cops, not, you know, CIA agents or whatever. But just go watch Hot Fuzz. Much more enjoyable movie. You will feel better about yourself. You won't feel like you had your money stolen from your pocket. So Now, can I ask you one question and then we can get off on that? Uh, well, I'm, then I'm going to finish on my very last quote, so okay, you can okay. you can ask away. So, would you do Cavill as bot? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that to me, to me, my favorite James Bond. It depends on what kind of James Bond you're looking for. My favorite James Bond is the Casino Royale, grimy Daniel Craig, and I okay. think but that that's Cavill... not the question. They, they're. They have to cast a new James Bond, and Cavill's name's always yeah. I know, and yeah, I I I understand where you're going with this, and I'm answering your question. I'm saying it depends on what kind of James Bond stories you're looking to tell. If you're looking to get back to that like nitty gritty, and I think even it got crazy with uh, Daniel Craig, um, I would not go with Cavill. If you're going to be more like the you know Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, whatever, like that kind of shiny suave, sure, fuck, throw that motherfucker in there. Do you agree? You disagree or what? Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. It seems like he's already done two, right? What was the Guy Ritchie one he did? The Gray Men, that one? No, 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 the one before that. Uh, uh, that oh, was a TV show. Yeah, it was modeled after the TV show, and that was awful, too. And that was Ar- but Arnie that's Hammer, the thing. right? And now like, this one, it seems like he, he's done two, and it's kind of like um, presentation pieces. Oh, The Man from Uncle. Like, it was The Man from Uncle. Yeah. That to be like, you know, two little like presentation peaches, like pieces to be like, you know, maybe I can't like I can do the, the spy shit. Right. Well, but I mean, well, maybe be in a good spy movie. Go do like Tinker Taylor Solar Spy Part 2 with all those guys. Pull that shit off and then go be James Bond. Anyway, you got anything else? <laughs> no, um, uh, you can end it on your quote. All right. Sarah Michelle Fetters, which I mean, I don't know. It can't be a real name. She's from moviefreaks.com. And she had this to say. Argyle is exhausting and that is our wrap for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends if you want to get a hold of us reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com Fast and the Fu- Fast and the Furious number one. This movie, which one's better? Oh, uh, ooh, number one. How is this even a fucking question, dude? I don't know, man. Vin Diesel was pretty was pretty stoic in his uh, his thing, right? And that one also. That one because. I always consider number one is just a remake without calling it a remake of fucking Point Break. 
I guess. It's a it, bad it's remake. The same yeah, story sure. of, no, no, you're not wrong. Story. You're not wrong. Except, yeah, it's cars instead of surfers, right? Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.